0: We're back with Mike Hippel, the author and photographer behind Lived Through That, 90s Musicians Today, for a few bonus questions. Thanks for joining us again, Mike. Can you tell us what are your favorite artists from the 90s? I know that's a tough one.
1: Yes. So I have so many. Uh, a couple from the book. Lush is a big one. Belly was a big one. Love both of those bands. Sounds of Wayne, I think I, I mentioned in the other podcast, another big favorite from that time period. Uh, other big, you know, I, I also mentioned the Sundays being a, a, a kind of a starting off point that I wanted for the book, but didn't get. I love them so much. Uh, Juliana Hatfield, another Boston mm. person. Uh, Lemonheads, another Boston band. Some of that British music like Blur and Soup Dragons were, were in the book. Love them. Uh, Beck, who's had a career that goes way beyond the 90s. Love Beck. Uh, Saint Etienne still putting out great music as well. Primal Screen, like <laughs> you can go ton, on. There's a ton of bands that I I just love from that time period. But that's just a, a, a smattering.
0: What about your favorite records? Give me three from this era that everyone should know.
1: Oh gosh, I will definitely admit to your audience that uh, you did give me this question in advance, and I am try. <laughs> I was trying to narrow this down, uh, and I have. Oh, gosh. Okay. So uh, let's start off with uh, slater Kenny's Dig Me Out. I'm up here in, in Seattle, so, and they're from, they're from Olympia. I didn't really know a lot about them until that time period. I went into a record store back in the days when you'd go into record stores, <laughs> and uh, I was just flipping through the stacks. The woman behind the counter put on the slater Kenny Dig Me Out record. And uh, I, it was, I immediately was like, what is this? And I went out to the counter and I'm like, I said, mm. what is this? Like, I need, I need to own this. And she's like, oh, it's Slater. Can you dig me out? It doesn't, it's not out yet. It comes out next month. We just have an advanced copy of it. And I'm like, oh my God, I have to remember that. I have to remember mm. that. I have to, I have to come back and get this. Cause it was, it was just, it was definitely something that, that like came out of the head, out of the speakers and like grabbed you and just, you just felt this instant connection to it. Like, what is this that, the voice the voice was just so amazing and incredible it just just grabs you so so that would be the first one that i can definitely just point to as a as a strong contender for one of the best albums mm-hmm. of the 90s uh, another one is going to be automatic for the people by r e m mm. start to finish just this is the album that he's got that uh, man on the moon on it right, right. Uh, i think, I think so. so that that's my least favorite song on here but other than that like just a stellar record and the two closers uh, well, night swimming just just a stunning, stunning song. I just, I love that album so much. <laughs> so the last slot, gosh. <laughs> so I have on here uh, the debut record from Elastica. I have the throwing muses, The Real Ramona and Liz Phair's Exile in Guyville. And I think those are going to have to be the runner-ups. And I think for number three, I'm going to go with Portishead's Dummy. Oh, wow. Just because, you know, everybody heard that song, Sour Times, All the, I, we heard it all the time, right? On the radio. And a friend of mine had asked me, she goes, oh, I've got these tickets to this band Portishead. Do you want to come with me? Because my friend can't come. And I'm like, i had known that song. I kind of liked it. I'm like, sure, I'll go to that. So I went. And it was the most amazing experience. It was just so great. They played this movie on a screen on the opposite side of the venue. So everybody's backs are turned and they're looking at the screen. And there's a soundtrack to it, right? And And at some point, the band is actually coming on stage behind you. Uh, and they're slowly taking over the soundtrack to the, music, oh, wow. the film that you're watching. And all of a sudden, you know, Beth Gibbons yeah starts to sing and you turn around and she's she's just a magnetic performer that she's just hanging on that on the microphone stand, a cigarette hanging out of her mouth. <laughs> it was like it was just remarkable. It was just a remarkable, remarkable show. And uh, I, I went out immediately and bought the record and start to finish. That is a classic record, too. So that would that'll 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 round out my top three.
0: That's a good list. Finally, it's, it seems there's a new music documentary dropping every week these days, and maybe it's because we're all confined with COVID that you're searching for things, and you know, it's a good time for that. I'm wondering if you know of or have any favorite docs of bands of this era.
1: Yeah, so um, I do have a couple here that right. I, I've written down. The first one I'm, uh, I'm going to say is The Punk Singer, the, the story with Kathleen Hanna and Bikini Kill. I was very excited to see that. I'm glad that that story is being told and that that movement is getting out there. And the first thing that I kept thinking about when I was watching that, I think at the time my daughter may have been five or six years old. I'm like, God, I can't wait for my, my daughter to be a teenager and for me to watch this with her so she knows what girl power really is, right? It's like, it's not the Spice Girls. This is what girl power is. This is what being, you know what I'm saying? Like Absolutely. it just felt, I, I was like, I want my daughter to see this movie and see these women and what they're about and know about them. Uh, And then, so speaking of women, too, uh, this new uh, HBO Max documentary on Alanis Morissette. uh, I went into that. I wasn't quite sure about if I was going to like that or not. I was a fan of Alanis Morissette. And I will say that in doing the 90s book, Alanis Morissette's name and Nirvana's name came up all the time from all of these artists, you know, whether or not, you know, Nirvana opening up the doors for, for bands or Alanis Morissette kind of shutting the door on some of these women artists hmm. uh, because of radio programmers and so on. It's not Alanis Morissette's fault, but you know, that, the, the whole vibe of, you know, well, we already are playing Alanis Morissette. We can't play belly on the radio or, you know what I mean? I heard this time and time again from the, some of the female artists. So it was just, it was really interesting to see that documentary and, you know, I like. I feel like I like Alanis Morissette even more after seeing that that documentary. And mm, you know, it wasn't easy for her either necessarily. And it wasn't her fault that these other artists weren't getting played. It was, you know, these music industry gatekeepers who are kind of making these weird rules about their only being allowed one women artist at a time or whatnot. Uh, anyway, that was a, that was pretty fascinating. I was unsure what to go what what it, that was going to be like going in, but uh, it was pretty great. Uh, and then the last documentary I'm going to say this is going to be a little bit left field after talking about those kinds of things. Uh, and this is one that was actually that actually came out in 1991, and it is Madonna's Truth or Dare. Yeah. I'm just going to put that out there, just because. I mean, I I keep reading that you know they say like the real world that MTV show is what really kind of inspired a lot of reality TV. If you watch Truth or Dare. Like that basically sets the template for like all these reality shows (laughs) because Madonna knows exactly what she's doing and she's like the producer who is creating these scenarios. So it's kind of set up and then you kind of see what happens, the real part that comes with it. But Madonna is totally in control and that entire time, there's no way that that movie is, you know, 100% authentic (laughs) in any way, shape (laughs) or form. But yet it's still fascinating to watch, right? So, you know, there's definitely authentic reactions, but Madonna is definitely like, setting up the scenarios for these reactions to occur it's a fascinating and very well shot uh, documentary
0: fascinating is the right word for that one as it is for your two books and uh, and i encourage people to read them and also check out your podcast which i'm going to do thank you again mike for joining us
1: thanks for having me steve
0: if you enjoyed this teaser have a listen to the complete podcast episode on your favorite podcast provider please follow subscribe and share. And thanks for listening to All Music Podcasts, a member of Pantheon Media.